0: Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan B, no plan C. You can go through the entire alphabet. But there's only one plan and that is God's plan. He's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. And so let's follow what God has to say. At this time, we want to go before the Lord in the word of prayer. We want to magnify him and lift him up above everything. Bless your Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Certainly, we thank God for his goodness and his grace on this 14th day of January. It's a present because we're in a day that we've never seen before. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. It's only if the Lord will and what he might will for one, he may not will for another. He said, i have mercy on whom I will have mercy. So there's no guarantee based off a of man's faith or anything of that nature. It is based on the will of God. And my prayer is that you have faith in him. He certainly knows what he's doing. I don't always know what I'm doing. You don't always know what you're doing. We don't always know the end result of good intentions. But God does, he does. And we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment here. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity that you have given to exhort your word. Lord God, I just want to tell you thank you for blessing me, blessing each one of the sound of my voice. Those that are tuning in, those that will tune in later. Lord God, I just thank you right now, Father, for your kindness and your grace. Lord Jesus, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I love you. I want you to know that from my mouth, not from a hallmark card, not from a song of anyone else, but my heart. I love you, Lord. I, I'm, I'm grateful for what you've done for me, for my family. I'm grateful, Lord God, for your kindness, revealing yourself unto me and not just to me, but Lord, now to others, Lord, thank you for allowing us this opportunity to gather, this opportunity to seek your face while you can be found. Lord, we see the signs of the time, Lord God, and we thank you for the awareness. Lord, as we look for you to, in the fulfilling of your word, just ask that you would bless those that are tuning in, Lord God, bless the the exhortation of your word this morning. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name, Lord. Those remember those that are fasting, those that are supporting their ministry, Lord God, and and they've also have reached out to support uh, this ministry as well. I thank you, Lord God, for the sales of Anchor Above, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for the product, and thank you, Lord God, for the vision, Lord, that uh, promotes you. You are. Our anchor, you've given us stability. You've given us, you've anchored us in you, Lord God, through the sacrifice that you have made. Thank you, Lord. I ask these blessings in Jesus' name, Amen. We're going to go into the Word of God this morning. I just want to, I want to direct your attention to the forty-fifth um, chapter of Isaiah. Now, while you're turning there, I um, want to um, to just honor the Lord with this particular song of praise, a song of worship, actually by Shekinah Glory, and that is Before the Throne, because that's where we are this morning. We are before his throne. I hope you feel that way this morning that you must be, you want to be, and you feel that it is a necessity to be in the presence of the Lord. I feel it's a great necessity to be in his presence. And I thank God for giving us a place where we could gather in obedience as, because judgment begins in my house. The Lord told Ezekiel that the angels was coming and that they would begin at the sanctuary. And so if you want to be rewarded by God, you're going to have to follow what God says. I'm not going to stay there, but certainly I solicit your prayer this morning. I solicit your prayer for those that are not feeling well in their body. You know, um, you could be very faithful. and We have some very faithful people uh, that are trusting in the Lord. But this body, this body that we that we live in and know that you live in this body. Uh, death is the separation of the spirit from the body. The body goes back to the dust uh, from what's in came. But the spirit, the soul, God said, all souls is mine. And so the soul goes back to him. And you receive your just reward. You receive your reward. No matter what you think your reward should be, it's important that you understand what God has to say and the rewards that he has. And for what sanctification has a reward because he said, be holy because I'm holy. And he said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So see, there's a reward right there that you get to see him. That means that you get to abide in his presence. But if you're a liar, you cannot abide in His presence because He said, "A liar won't tarry in My sight." Now, I many as I said, we're everyone. If you in California is experiencing some type of cold, and the weather is is much different right now, so please take your vitamin C. uh, Be proactive. Um, Don't be like me and be reactive. Be proactive. I cannot take vitamin C, but um, the doctor told me that garlic tablets and they have odorless garlic tablets for those that are concerned, um, you know, and so you take odorless garlic garlic tablets and it's more potent. I started taking garlic tablets to break up the congestion, the sore, the scratchy throat that I was feeling. And some of you are feeling that right now and certainly praying for you that the Lord would touch you, but let's treat these bodies right. Do what we need to do. I, I hibernated, stayed inside, didn't go out um, to the gym or anything like that so that my body could regroup, went to bed. When I felt tired, I went and laid down. And so I've missed a few football games and, and everything. However, um, I feel well enough to exhort this morning, which is, a, which is what I'm going to do, I feel blessed, I feel privileged. But I also know that this body needs to, to continue to rest. So I, I don't endeavor to be long. I'm not going to use those words in vain, but I really don't. But I want you to get the same word that I am getting from the Lord. I, I want to share with you what I have this morning. And, and, and I'm telling you, I'm full, so we won't be able to get through all of this. But in the meantime, we'll get through some of it. We'll get through some of it. So, again, pray for me, Lord. Remember, Pastor Carl, or remember, Lord, those that are sick in their body, and but yet they are listening and tuning in to, Lord, to uh, to understand what is going on in, uh, in your word, in your word. So we thank God for uh, for His kindness. Now, remember, I said if you if you are driving down uh, five twenty four East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, uh, you are going to come to the um, the cones, and so we are doing a sobriety check. And so, I, I want to. Uh, the Bible said that the Lord spoke to the church of Thyatira. Spoke to the church of Thyatira, and there are seven seven churches that are mentioned in revelation Now we're not going to teach on this, but, but I want you to check because many think they're one place. And, and God may not feel that way. This is important. This is about your soul salvation. I'm not playing with my soul salvation. Just like you don't play with your money. You don't play with your honey. Don't play with your soul salvation. We get very, we get very, we get very angry. Somebody start messing with our finances, right? And we certainly, uh, gentlemen, ladies, men, you'll feel your blood boiling that, you know, you'll feel your, your veins becoming very hot if you find out that you're in a relationship and somebody is cheating on you and you've been committed to the relationship. You ought to feel that way about God. That don't mess with my money. Don't mess with my honey. Don't mess with my soul, salvation. And so, a sobriety check is needed to make sure that. And so, what does God have to say? He told one church, "He said you allowed that 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 spirit of Jezebel to come in and seduce the servants. You allowed that. Uh, they, you, you were doing a good work and everything, but you you allowed something to occur too, and and you haven't corrected it. And neither has she." I uh, told another church, you, you you got it all together. You, you line upon line, precept upon precept, but you left your first love. There's no intimacy with us. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. But God is looking for intimacy, too. And, and so you, you've left that. You, you've left that. that where, where's the feeling? Where's the pillow talk at? But we don't talk like we used to. And, and so uh, where's your church at? It was one thing what we do when we stand as ministers, when we stand on a podium and at the audience people sitting there. But what about when you're not there, when you're at home, when you're by yourself or when you're out in, in the name of fun? And so he speaks to the church of Thyatira. He said, these things said the son of man who have his eyes unto a flame of fire and whose feet are like fine brass. I know that works. My charity service and faith and patience and our works and I last is more than the first. And, and I was stand out a few things against you. And so uh, that's dealing with that, that woman, Jezebel. And then he speaks to another church uh, to let them know that, um, that you're going to, that the church of Sardis, because we did that last week. So the church of Sardis <clears throat> Write these things, said he, that the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I, I know that works. And I know that, that name that thou livest in our, in our dead. Look, you have a name. Your name, uh, it says you're alive, but you're really dead. What is God saying about churches? It don't matter how many you have in your congregation. You know, you might be two or three. You might be two or three hundred. You might be two or three thousand plus some. And you might have a name and everybody want to go there because of the name, but you're dead. He said, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. There are some things that that have already died off and there's a few things that that's teeter-tottering. I've not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. So God is looking for people that are going to be repentant. And you might think you haven't done nothing, but you know what? There's a sin of commission. There's a sin of omission. There are things that you do. There are things that you might not have done or something that you know you should be doing and not doing it. You have to repent of that. It means to change and to do what is right. And so he goes on and he condemns condemns that and and he commends Others that are being faithful. So, where are we at on the sobriety check? Where are you at? And so, uh, with that being said, we're going to go on into the, the, the message into the Word of God. There are seven characteristics, there are seven uh, churches, and there are also, in our day and time, this could be an individual. Believe the Word of God applies to all of us, no one is exempt. And so um, um, while you're holding uh, Isaiah, the the 45th chapter, while you're holding that, I'm going to read John, the first chapter. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So there are many things that, um, darkness, darkness is afraid of the light. When the light shows up, the darkness must flee. The word is light, and the word is alive. I want you to remember that we're talking about the living word. We're not talking about a word that dies at the end. No, the word is alive. The Bible said heaven and earth would pass away. But my word, my word is not going to pass away. So it doesn't matter who, how they say it, when they say it. How strongly they say it, they can say it with a very authoritative voice and, you know, and, and, and everybody is, could be saying amen That's truth and every, but what does God say? If it's against the word, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, then there is a problem because the word is alive. The word is living. The word is in action. The sun rose this morning. That was because of the word. The earth is in its rotational uh, rotations because of the word. Everything is, is lined up with the word of God. And I want you and my prayer is that you align up with the word of God because you believe what God is saying. And so you're acting on what you believe. And that is the word of God. The Bible tells us over in Isaiah, Tells us in Isaiah the the forty fifth verse, excuse me, chapter forty five, and I'm going to start at verse eighteen. It says, "For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God Himself that formed the earth and made it; He have established it. He created it not in vain. So this this isn't just by chance. It wasn't an accident." It was on purpose. He formed it to be inhabited. And here we are. We're inhabiting the earth. We're inhabiting it now. Now, um, when it's all said and done, the Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. So if you're not meek, obedient, if you're not humble, you know, we could be sometimes we could be obedient and be um arrogant as if God owes us. Remember the Pharisee, um, he, he was there and he was suffering as what I refer to as a terrible uh, disease called uh, Comparinitis. Comparinitis. I love, I love that. Uh, there was a minister that preached that word and, and I grab hold to it because it is so much truth to it. He was comparing himself to others. And we're not supposed to compare ourselves to anyone. The Bible says in Ephesians that for the minute, he said he he laid captivity captive. He gave gifts unto men, uh, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting of saints, till we all come into the measure of the statue of the man, Christ Jesus. So our comparison is not supposed to be uh, the person next to you. It's supposed to be Christ. Of course, the person next to you is visible. They're tangible. You can reach over and touch them if they give you permission. Um, Not married, you know, single, um, shaking of hands, brotherly, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Listen. And so the word of God says that we should measure up. Now you can see characteristics in an individual and admire and, and they'll testify and tell you Like, I really admire my godmother and her husband, my godfather. You know, overseer Blanche Irvin and and Elder Robert Irvin, who have gone on. But they taught me something. When I looked at their lives, I I wanted to mirror mirror what I saw. They had a commitment to one another. They had a commitment to the Lord. And, And so they were about handling business the way it should be handled. And so I want to mirror that. I saw God through them and that encouraged me. And then as I watched and listened, I was told by them, learn to hate the evil and love the good. You have to learn to hate evil and love good good. That don't mean mistreat anyone. I was walking down the street um, from the church and I saw a brother and I invited him to service and he went on a rancher talking about homosexuality and how much he ate because uh, at that time there was a brother that was attending service and, and he needed to be here. Um, so prior to him moving out of state, he was attending service. And he was looking for his life to change. We don't beat up on people. God has never given us permission to beat up on anyone. The Bible said, consider yourself. Consider yourself. Before you attack somebody, you need to think about yourself. And how you would want someone to approach you. And how the encouragement and the help that they might need. And Some of you have been in situations where you know what it's like. And because you know what it's like Then you should take the right approach Even with our children The right approach is necessary You were a teenager at one time Some of you were very promiscuous in your teenage years And because you didn't get pregnant Because you did not become a father of that child Or anything You should know and understand what they're dealing with And how to approach it differently Compared to how it was or maybe it was not approached uh to you on how to conduct yourself what you need to do you know and so that there is a uh, you become a confidant so that if there is a problem they're not hiding from you but they're coming to you for help and you don't put them out because they they did something that you said not to do we need to be careful what we do and I'm, i'm not up to talk about all of that right now but but listen here, we inhabit the earth, the meek shall inhabit the earth. And so um I am the Lord and there is none else. Now that's verse eighteen. Verse nineteen says, I have not spoken in secret in a dark place in the earth. I, I'm not I'm not hiding what I'm saying. This is God. I'm not hiding what I'm saying. I'm making it very plain. I'm making it very clear. It's simplified. I mean, you know, there's no way that you can err in this. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I have not. uh, I said not unto the seed of Jacob, see ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. God's word declares His righteousness. If you want to know about God, as you would in any relationship, you would uh, you would seek them out. You want to know some things? Get in His word, and you see His righteousness. Now, one thing about the Bible is many people that like to say, "Well, you know, you read the Bible, and you know it's written by man. Who else was going to write it?" Who else was going to write? God, the the scripture tell us that holy men, as the spirit of God moved upon them, they began to write. Who else is going to write it? And I'm not talking about the Anglo-Saxon version of it either. Understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about this mixed up, messed up stuff that people have taught throughout the years uh, where. You know, pictures are painted incorrect, you know, people don't want to face the reality of, of the culture and, and the origin of man or anything like I'm not talking about that old goofy stuff. I'm talking about reality. Reality. Because at the end of the day, we will stand before God and give an account of what was done in these bodies. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. And so... He said, I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said, not unto the seed of Abraham, seeking me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. The 20th verse, assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together. Ye that are escape of the nations, that have no knowledge, that set up the wood of their Graven images, or graven image, and pray unto gods that cannot save. We're a nation that are filled with diversity, diversity of culture. So you have some that that were raised to worship idols. And you have those that were raised in what um, in knowing that God exists, and then choose to go a different route. Some of the, your celebrities that you that you hold on a pedestal, uh, start out started out believing in God and then switched over to other, to a different lifestyle because they felt that was the success um, that they wanted. Um, they say money can't money can't buy you everything. Well, but but people feel that it can. Certainly, we know that it won't buy happiness. We've seen that through the years. Uh, life experience where people that have money commit suicide they're not happy something is broken on the inside and then there are those that don't have money uh, on that level and they are as happy as can be i I was having a conversation with one of my cousins We we were laughing we we were joking well we weren't joking we were just laughing at the fact that when uh, hard times hit, you have people that can't handle the hard times. And we, we were laughing about that, not to laugh at them, put them down, but the fact that we lived through hard times growing up. And so hard times is just Monday for us. It's just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever you want to call it. But it, it's not like we had to have that we lived without certain things. And here we are as happy as in family and laughing and different things. Money don't buy those things. It doesn't buy those things. And, and so images, graven images, things that people have carved out of wood and then they've made, say, well, it's a philosophy and so it all leads to heaven. no, Interstate 5 does not lead to Texas. You can drive all day long on Interstate 5 and you'll never get to Texas. You'll just go up and down the, the West Coast. So everything does not Jesus said that I'm the way I'm the truth and the life no man come unto the father but by me and if his word should change then that means that particular scripture that particular statement itself would have to change if God made a mistake if we start switching and moving the word of God around which is a curse associated with that for those that don't know. Uh, in Deuteronomy it tells us that And I believe that we went over that If you listen to um, to the, the message from last week Talking about the word of God That if you start messing with the word of God Switching things around Then you all you're doing is adding uh, Things to yourself And if you start sub, uh, Moving things Taking things away you're Again you're subtracting things from yourself Which is going to impact Your soul's salvation Getting the word of God. And so the 20th verse, 20th verse it talks about the fact that you cannot, those things cannot save you. Don't put anything before God's word. Verse 21, tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who have declared this form from ancient of days? Who have told it from that time? Have not I the Lord, and there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. I'm God. I'm the Savior. When we talk about God being sovereign, meaning that he has all authority, he has all power, he's omniscient, he, he's on the science, he, he, he can do anything he wants to do, and then, therefore he can make a body. Now, for those that say God cannot, he God is a spirit, and he is a spirit, but he also has the authority, the power to manifest himself. If, you, if you've been following along, or if you read it for yourself in Genesis, the Lord ate food with Abraham. They had some ribs, or Flank steak, I don't know what they had. They had some meat, they had some bread, and they had some milk, and they had some butter. And, and so they ate. They ate. They ate the food. When Jesus was on the earth, um, he ate. He ate the food as well. They broke bread. They drank. Uh, quenched their thirst. And, and so God, God is able to do whatever he wants to do how he wants to do it, including the word. Tell us the word became flesh, the Bible, the scripture. That we read in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning, the same was with God. He has his word. He depends on his word. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made In Him was life. And that life, that life and the word was manifested in the flesh. The word of God, this is the 14th verse of chapter one of St. John. The word was manifested. And so God is able to manifest himself just like he did in the Old Testament. And so we should rely on his faithfulness because God is faithful. He's faithful. The 22nd verse says, look unto me and be ye saved. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to look unto him. He is the Savior. And all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. You're going to have to, you need to know, you need to embrace who to go to to be saved. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. Uh, I believe it is Acts 4 and 12 said that neither is there any other name given unto heaven whereby we must be saved. There's only one name that's given for salvation, and that is the name of Jesus. I believe it's uh, Matthews uh, 1 and 21. You can correct me if, if you like, that's fine. Um, but it says that his name, should, what his name should be called and what his name means. Now, if your pages turning, I'm using um, my new, still breaking in the pages of this this Bible. Yes, that, that's Matthews 1 and 21. It says, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sin. And, and so that is the only name that we've given for salvation. Now, just like some say, well, Jesus uh, said that um Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But see, they understood what he meant by that. And that's why they baptized in the name of Jesus, because he also told them that remission of sin and repentance and all of that good stuff that brings us into salvation is preached in his name. So they understood the name of the Father. They understood the name of the Son. They understood the name of the Holy Ghost. uh, And they equated that to being Jesus. So, but listen, Listen, if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to look unto him. The Bible tells us this. It says, look unto me and be saved. All ye ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. There's none else. There's nobody else. There's no one else that can help you be saved. Uh, here in the U.S., you know, none of the politicians, whoever you put your trust in, they're men. They're women. They they have faults, just like you do just like you do and your dependency should be on god now in the election you know um, voting for people in different political offices and stuff we need to pray and ask god lord who should well i'm going to put it this way help lord help the bible tells us that the king's heart is is in the lord's hand we need help. Now, there are uh, throughout history, there are wicked servants and there are righteous servants. I'm not calling no names on anyone. I'm just saying, know the tree by the fruit it bears, you know, a lemon tree because it ha- it grows lemons, you know, orange tree because it grows oranges, you know, a, a kumquat tree because it grows comquats. OK, so look at the history, look at the person, look at the individual. God can use anyone. Yes, he used the ass. He used a cock. He used what and who he want to use. That's not for you to say, well, God can use this individual. What does God have to say? Pray and ask the Lord for his will to be done. Don't, don't make suggestions to him. Lord, bless him and make this person. No, Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that what the Lord say to pray by? Isn't that what he told, taught to, told the disciples? What to do when they asked him, Lord, how should we pray? Lord, your will be done here on earth, in my home. Let your will be done here as it is in heaven. On the job, let your will be done here as it is in heaven. In the church, Lord, let your will be done here as it is in heaven. After all, the church is his house. The church is where the gathering place where we gather together one voice, one people to magnify him, to lift him up, and to exalt him above everything. My house shall be called a house of prayer. This is where we gather together to pray and to seek God's face. Yes. The church. The church. Now some say that the church is you don't have to go to church. It, the the term church, C-H-U-R-C-H was not in the old testament, but there the the sanctuary was, tabernacle was, and those were places where they gathered. Those are places where they went to seek God and to get questions and to answer. Uh, those were places where they found the minister uh, seeking God, and the, the minister is supposed to be there praying and asking God, "What do you, uh, what is your will for your people, so that I can lead them and guide them, and well, give me the wisdom and knowledge to go in and out among them." That was Solomon's prayer. And the Lord told Solomon said, listen, because you didn't ask for, because you did not ask for things. We spend too much time asking for things. He asked for wisdom to go in and out among the people and God blessed him with those things. If we have wisdom, listen, I I just dropped, I just dropped the jewel. And if we, let me, let me rub on it a little bit. If we ask God for wisdom and knowledge to go in and out among people saved and unsaved it is going to make a difference in your life the quality of life is improved at that point because you have the wisdom you have the knowledge to go in and out among people you know when to speak when to be quiet you know when to uh, when what to do in that moment And, and so ask god for wisdom ask god for wisdom I remember I was working on a project. It was in the database. It was not acting right. Someone else had had written code, and I had to decipher the code and figure it out. And I was doing my best. You know, with my the, the gray matter that I have, I was doing my best. And so I, I went as left, I left, I was praying because for me, work, um, my I'm on call 24/7. I was on call at that time. And I prayed. I needed to know what to do. And the Lord showed me what to do. And when I got back to the office that next day, I logged in and I did exactly what I saw in the dream. And it worked. I've heard others testify about how they didn't know what to do, how to figure out the problem. And they sought the Lord. And that's where I got it from. That's where I got it from. Uh, Elder Robert Irvin. He was working on, on a machine and he didn't know what to do, and he talked to God about it, and, and it came to him later, and that, and, that, and it resolved the problem. We didn't know who to go to to get our problems resolved. So wisdom and knowledge, wisdom and knowledge will help you and obtain what, um, what others will not. And so Solomon asked that of God. All right. The Bible says in the twenty-third verse, I have sworn by myself The Word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. Now the word of God has gone out. There are some prophetic utterances that have gone out, and I'm not talking about stuff that you guys are seeing on TikTok and you know and all that old stuff because some of that stuff is mess some of that stuff is very messy you need to be careful but in the house that you worship the church that you attend where your pastor who is watching for your soul now i need you to get this i need you to understand this the pastor has a responsibility to watch for your soul and so the pastor is giving you information that you need For your soul salvation, the people on social media don't know nothing about you. They don't know; they don't have a word for you. Uh, Whatever they give is something that they've heard, or but it's not a direct word from the Lord for you. That comes for the through the intimate relationship that God has with you, and through the shepherd. Excuse me, the under shepherd. We're under shepherds. The under shepherd that is watching for the flock. Now, I believe it's in Acts. I believe it's in Acts where the Lord speaks and and tell the people, excuse me, the people, meaning the shepherds, not to be lords over his people. Don't, don't, Don't be lords over his people because they don't belong to you. They do not belong to you. Yes, it's Acts 20 and 28. It says... Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. Pastor, your pastor is an overseer, watching out for your soul. To feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. See, the, the church was purchased by the blood of God and we're not to be lords over it. So there's a responsibility that pastor have now, people on social media that are that, that, that many have been exposed to. They know nothing about you. They're just on there. People are making names for themselves. But when we get real, when, we, when, when it gets real, and it, this thing is real, then you need to go to the one that is watching for your soul and talk to them. Don't discount them uh, and say, well, you know, they don't know because they're not listening. You better watch out. You better watch out. The, the Lord. As ordained his word. And I believe in Jeremiah he said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. And I'm talking about those that are walking in righteousness. I'm talking about those that are being holy unto the Lord. Holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. All right. And so the word of God has gone out of his mouth in righteousness. And it's going to perform whatever God has spoken for it to do. Now, now the scripture said that, the, that the every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. So whatever has been spoken over you, Cornerstone, Cornerstone knows the word that has been spoken over them. Uh, and, and the confirmation of that same word that came during a revival that we are at another church in that same the word that came that confirmed um, what has already been spoken. That means that every thing, it may look like things are not going in that direction, but understand this. Everything must yield to the word of God, just like you're driving your car. And you see the sign that says yield the right of way. Now you may not yield the right away. You might try to do what they call a California turn and, and slide through something, you know, instead of coming to complete stop. But understand this everything yields to the word of God. When the sons of God came together, and the Lord asked them, Had you considered my servant Job? Excuse me. <clears throat> have you considered my servant job he don't like evil he's an upright man and so there was a change that that occurred in job's life don't know when the Bible don't give us those details but he matured immature men act different than job mature men follow that pattern job said that the Bible said that God testified and said that he hates evil. Uh, do you hate evil? Are you maturing where you don't like sin? And so you avoid it. You even avoid the very appearance of it. Uh, the Bible said that Job made a covenant with his own eyes. saying, said, I'm not going to be checking out no, uh, no honeys. I had a wife at home. I'm going to appreciate her. If you have a girlfriend, fiance, or a wife at a wife, you know, already at home, you have a girlfriend that you're dating, you, you, you guys are going to, and dealing with marriage counseling, your fiance, you know, because you're looking to get married. You, you need to make that commitment right now to yourself. You need to make a commitment that, man, if I have daughters, I should not be lusting and, and my head should not be spinning around like a robot. When I see a lady walk by, I, I had a coworker that every time a woman walked by, his head was turning. I, I had to ask him, man, what's going on with you? You married. Why are you doing all that? It don't matter what she looked like. Yours is at home, you know. So don't be a cookie monster. You got to stop that. Mature. He was immature. He was well off financially, well off, but immature. Immature. Joe said, "I made a covenant with my eyes not to look at nobody else. I'm not going to look at other other women and stuff like that. I'm going to because then I'm going to start mistreating my wife." But what about your daughters? If you're doing that, the Bible said that be not deceived. God is not my whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. So if you're doing that, then what about the men that, that are looking at your daughters and making plans? You gotta be careful what you do, that you don't sow something that you don't want to reap, and then you're full of tears and despair and, and depressed and those things that are associated with sin, leading up to the death. Sin brings forth death. You don't want to die. You don't want to be separated from God. Listen, I'm going to stop right there. I just wanted to talk about the living word and I really have not scratched the surface of that, but I want you to know the word of God is alive and it's moving. It's moving. His word has gone out and it will perform. It's not going to stop doing anything. It's going to perform what God has sent it to do. And so here we are in a state of preparation as we are looking for God to do just what he said, just what he said he's gonna do, I'm gonna do it. Carl, I'm gonna do it. Don, I'm gonna do it. Albert, I'm gonna do it. Lydia, it shall be done. Our faith and our confidence is in the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews, it says uh, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're not seeking him for things, but we're seeking him for his for because he's holy. And we have to be holy just like him. But there are benefits to that. And because of those benefits that come along with that, you need to understand that I'm going to receive gifts. I'm going to receive what God has for me and is going to bless me. And is going to bless others. The word of God is performing. Now, I, I, let me let me leave you with this. I was blessed with this this morning as I was I was listening to the word of God, and um, thank God. I, I don't want to talk too much more afterwards because I, I've given my voice a lot of rest, and um, because of the coldness in, in our area but i want to give this to you and then we're going to be done the bible speaks about us it speaks about us in such a way that you know we're in the dispensation of grace some say that we're not you know those bible days are over but i want you to understand that we are in the dispensation of grace all right, I'm going to read the, um, the 22nd verse, the 11th chapter of Romans. I'm going to start reading there. Bless your Lord Jesus. It says, Behold, therefore, the goodness and sovereignty of God on them which fail sovereignty, but toward the goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off. They also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in for God is able to graft them in again. And he's talking about the children of Israel. He's talking about Israel itself. But we were grafted in. For brethren, the 25th verse that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, at least any should be wise in their own conceit, that the blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And, and so here we are in the dispensation of grace. And we've been grafted in, we've given opportunity that we could be saved. And whereas the children of Israel are not, not at this time, Now, those that believe in Christ, there are those that are not following uh, Judaism, you know, the children of Israel. But the time is coming or coming to a close that the dispensation of grace, like other dispensations, you can go back and look for this up for yourself. There has been, uh, what, seven other dispensations and those those times have closed out. The dispensation of grace is going to close. But before it closes, before it closes out, I want you to know and understand that those things that God has spoken over you that God has spoken in our lives will fulfill, will fulfill. But if God should choose not, you will not be missing anything. Matter of fact, one moment in his presence is going to pay for it all. Just like you may have walked for a year needing transportation, and then you finally get that car, that moment pays for it all. The tears and everything is gone. Men have been suffering without employment for, for months. I, I know what that's like. And so then when that when you get that, that position, it pays for it all. All of the rest of it and, that you dealt with is now gone. But understand, That the gifts and callings, the things that God has for us, are yet to fulfill. His word has already spoken it, and because it has spoken it, it is so. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I'm praying for you. Thank you for joining in to the the broadcast this morning. Continue to hold us up in prayer here in the U.S. as we are praying for you uh, around the world as well. That the will of the Lord is done. God bless you. Now may the grace of God, and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Lord say the same will be in Genesis the twenty fifth chapter on Wednesday night at seven PM. Be blessed.